party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by Chris Ng for a game of Star Wars Age of Rebellion by Fantasy Flight Games. Chris is one of the hosts of Silhouette Zero, a fantastic two-player actual play podcast of Star Wars Edge of the Empire. I was so excited when I discovered Silhouette Zero. Not only is it a super fun show, but the more shows and people out there showcasing duet play in RPGs, the better. You should absolutely check it out. It is worth your time. A link can be found in the show notes. I was really excited to get to play Age of Rebellion for the show. Fantasy Flight's Star Wars games are amazing. Their dice mechanic, which I wasn't sold on at first, are rich and evocative and perfectly suit the Star Wars setting. I was thrilled to finally get to play them for the show. I hope that you love it as much as I do. A few things before we get started. If you're in the Philly area, be sure to check out the Party of One Live show on August 19th at 6pm at Amalgam Comics. It's going to be a great time. The Facebook event can be found in the show notes. I hope to see you there. I need some help from you for the show, party people. I'm going to be joined by Brandon from Stop, Hack, and Roll for a game of Dungeon World later this week for the show. And taking a cue from his episode about GM-less dungeon crawls, we're using a spreadsheet of room ideas to help generate the dungeon. And we need you to populate it. There's a link to a Google form in the show notes. Fill it out with your dungeon ideas. And if we use it, we'll give you a shout out on air. It's going to be a randomly generated table thing. I'm really excited about it. And I can't wait to see all the cool things you come up with. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get on with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week I am joined by Chris Ng. Chris, welcome to Party of One. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. Ah, no problem at all. So, at the top of the show, let me ask you, as I ask all my guests, where might people know you from? And if they don't, where should they know you from? Uh, I am the GM of Silhouette Zero. That is a actual play podcast for Edge of the Empire. Uh, yeah, it's neat. Uh, I guess two two notable things about Silhouette Zero. Uh, firstly, uh, we use the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars role-playing system. And Silhouette Zero is a size classification for anything smaller than a human. So uh, we call it Silhouette Zero because all of the main characters are the short aliens from Star Wars, like Jawas, Tardarians, and the like. Uh, and Well, the other neat thing about your show, which is relevant for listeners of this show, is that it's two-player, right? Yeah, it's just me and my brother. Uh, I GM and play a million characters, and he just does one and a half. Uh, he does his main character, Click, who is a Chadra fan pilot. And then we kind of co-operate the astromech droid, Kobe. And so it's just the two of us, uh, which was why I was really curious to follow your show and then get on your show. Because I was like, hey, we already do this. This is exactly what I would love to see more of. Because when we started getting into role-playing games, it was just the two of us. And I felt a lot, uh, very often, that the game said, you know, three players minimum. And I went, well, I want to play, but I don't have any friends. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, it was great that we, me and my brother just started doing it and it worked out. And then I heard your show promoting, you know, two player role playing. And I was like, this is definitely something I need to get behind and help you out with. So, yeah, it's great. And like, I think that I think Silhouette Zero is a great example of like campaign play with two players, which is different than what we're doing on the show, which is all like one shot stuff. Yeah. So I think it's great. And I think that if you like Party of One, you should check out Silhouette Zero and vice versa. I oh, think well, that they're both really good shows. Thank you very much. And I love your show as well. So this week we are also we are playing we are playing uh, Fantasy Flight Star Wars uh, Age of Rebellion, 
which is the second game of the series, which focuses on the Rebel Alliance battling the Galactic Empire. Yes. Uh, And uh, I'm going to GM, which you are gracious enough to let me do. I I love playing, so this is going to be fun. Okay, uh, so I have a very quick question for you, and that is, can you sing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, So, do you want to sing the Star Wars theme while I read the crawl, or would you like me to sing the Star Wars theme while you read the crawl? Um... How do you usually which who which of you usually sings on your show? <laughs> I usually do the singing. Um I'll sing then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. A long time ago in a galaxy far far away. It is a time of civil war. The Alliance to Restore the Republic has struck a major victory against the Galactic Empire in destroying the Death Star. New recruits from across the galaxy now join the Rebellion in the hope for a better future. However, Imperial spies still pollute the ranks of the Rebellion, and it is up to the counterintelligence agents like Bothan Bam Trindo to remove them. Bam has recently been ordered to the medical frigate Haven to locate a spy that has infiltrated the upper ranks. Posing as a holonet communications officer, Bam is close to discovering the fiend's identity. Will he and his droid partner, Levin, find the threat before it is too late? Is that it? All right, that is, that is it. That's the opening crawl. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So let's briefly introduce uh, your two characters. Um, when I yes. do fantasy flight game star wars for two players i always insist that uh there's at least two characters because in star wars there's always a main character and a sidekick droid so would you just briefly uh, go through that please sure 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 so i am playing uh bam trindo he is a bothan investigator he uh does not use the word spy because do you know who uses the word spy uh a man that gets caught A guy that gets caught uses the term (laughs) spy. So he is an investigator. The Rebel Alliance comes to him with claims that they wish to investigate, particularly within the fields of counterintelligence and internal security. He is very tall and lanky and with like graying brown hair and brown eyes. And sort of got uh, like an older look. Right, and for listeners that don't know what a Bothan is, they are sort of a humanoid dog, I guess is the best way to put it. Somewhere between a dog and a goat, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Goat dogs, they're goat dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have a security droid sidekick, yes? Yes. His droid designation is LE-VO-N419. He goes by Levon. He is an LEVO law enforcement droid. He is um, Bam Trindo's bodyguard. He is Bam Trindo's muscle in time, like in times of need. Trindo is very good at sniffing out trouble, right, and getting himself in trouble as a way to expose plots. Yeah, and Levon is very good at shooting at shooting his way out of at those problems. Them. Right, perfect. So, uh, for those of you at home who are um, connoisseurs of the game levon's uh career is soldier with a specialization in commando and bam is a spy with a specialization of infiltrator 
All right, so um, the scene opens up on the exterior shot of a Nebulan B frigate. And if you're not familiar with what specific ship that is, it's the one that looks sort of like a gun. It's uh, featured at the end of The Empire Strikes Back where Luke is getting his hand reattached. Okay, yep. Which is an apt thing to have in your head because this is, in fact, a medical frigate. It is the medical frigate Haven. And right now it's flying by itself in the deep reaches of space approximately in the territory of the Hypori system, but it's strangely very distant from any other defensive fleet. There's no fighter squadrons, there's no escort corvettes, which amongst the crew has brought up some very peculiar discussions. Why are they sitting out here alone? One person knows exactly why they're sitting out there alone. That is you, Bam Trindo. You have been assigned by the Alliance to investigate and locate a spy from the empire that has infiltrated the upper ranks of the rebel alliance medical corps and they have narrowed it down to being an officer on the haven um, in order to help lock down the possible leaks and to contain the suspects they have put this ship by itself in the middle of space you have been uh on board for about a month undercover as a holonet communications officer and you've just sort of been out of the way doing your job transmitting things while you're on the lowdown investigating who these this possible spy is so uh you are sitting you're sitting in your quarters you have your data pad in front of you and uh i'll just give you a couple of pieces of information of note while you're scrolling through your data here the first piece of data is um a very unusual thing that has happened and something that has irritated you possibly depending on how bam likes to keep his well let me ask you that does bam really like to try to control a situation or is he more of a i'll just roll with what we have he is a he is very good at controlled chaos if mm-hmm. i may take the middle take the middle option he is very good at directing the flow at which things are agitated mm-hmm and he sort of prefers he doesn't mind chaos, but he likes to be the one that is causing it and is saying like, this is too, this is exactly how chaotic it needs to be for me to do my job. All right. So he's the guy poking the beehive with the stick to scare the bear out of hiding. Yes, exactly. Okay, perfect. So uh, this is definitely annoying you because uh, this medical frigate has been sent to the deep. Well, the Hypori system is in the outer rim, almost in wild space. It's supposed to be there so nothing happens, and yet uh, two days ago there was an emergency medical call where a platoon of Alliance soldiers got caught in a trap and they were very badly injured. They managed to score a escape route with a smuggler, and that smuggler, the people on board, the Alliance troopers, said that they knew the Haven was out here, and so those individuals were brought here to transport, which meant that there's been a, about 15 more people aboard than have been over the last month. And you're very concerned that somehow information or people are going to leave this area. Um, And so that's what's been going on the last couple of days. You also have on your data pad the profiles of your main suspects for the possible leak. I'll just give you a, a quick rundown. You have possibilities, the captain, the first officer, the chief medical officer, the security chief, and the lead technician. So if you want to just sort of explore around or figure out what Levon's doing, that's fine. Or if you want any more information from your data pad, just go ahead and start tapping away. 
Yeah. So you said that they they were brought onto these 15 soldiers that were caught in a trap and brought onto the Haven. Correct. They found a way out via a smuggler and were told that the Haven was on board. Uh, they told that the Haven was nearby, yes. That smuggler is still aboard. See, here's what here's what's frustrating to lead to to Bam Trindo. Why I guess why were those I guess I want to know why those fifteen soldiers were told if we were put out here in sort of a for lack of a better term, a kangaroo court. I don't know right. if they have kangaroos in Star Wars, but that's <laughs> the term that we're going with. Yeah. If we were put out here for a kangaroo court, why were they then why was A a smuggler, which we can't trust, and B fifteen soldiers told that our ship was out here. So I guess the first thing I'd like to look into is that smuggler. And then um, I'd probably poke around the data padded for some of these crew members to see if I can get like some sort of common link. Okay, sure. So uh, you head out of your quarters and you're going to go find that smuggler. Is Levon currently with you? Yes. uh, Yeah. I'm going to say he's, he's right behind me. I'm going to say we share, we share quarters since he is a droid and he just sort of shuts down in the corner. Okay, great. Uh, Give me a little taste of Levon's personality. Sure. So Bam is flipping through the data pad and he's mum. He's saying all of these things out loud because he's by himself and he gets. He has a flair for the dramatic, as it were. So he's like, so why were they? This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense one bit. And Levon is shut down and his light, but his lights are on. So it's more like he's just trying to seem like he's shut down (laughs) as he's like rambling and rambling. And he's like. Levon, what do you think? This is this doesn't add up, right? Can't talk right now. Shut down. Oh, don't don't give me that. What do you think? I don't know. It's weird that there's a smuggler here. Yes, it is weird that there's a smuggler here. So let's go talk to the smuggler. God, it's like talking to a wall sometimes. And he like gets up real quick and marches off and Levon like like unpacks himself and right. like. And the thing about um, the law enforcement droids is they're sort of these, like, spindly skeleton type, uh, like, droids. Sort of of like a battle droid from the the prequel trilogy. Very spindly skeletal. Yeah. And they've got these, like, round E.T. kind of heads and little fat bodies. Yeah. And so, like, he kind of, like, pop, like, peel. I envision him, like, collapsing into almost an egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sort of his spindly arms like popping out of it and him just being like, uh, time to go to work. And he like <laughs> trots behind him and he keeps okay. like a safe distance. So it seems like he could be going in another direction because like they don't always like to be right on top of each other because that right. makes it seem like like he's out investigating when he's really and he likes. So they keep a distance. Got it. But he follows behind. Sure. I mean, it's Star Damn. Wars. Nobody pays attention to the droids, as we like to say on Silhouette Zero. They're just yeah, droids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so you head down to the only area that you are aware of that the smuggler has been allowed to go to, which is this sort of a, I guess, a waiting room, sort of a cafeteria mess hall. But it's a, not the main mess hall. It's sort of a sub mess hall that no one really uses. And they've been confined there since they arrived. Probably for the same reasons that you're saying. How did you know that we were here? What do we do with you now? So uh, there is a guard standing outside this little mess hall, but apparently these smugglers have not been particularly problematic. So they just let you in. And uh, you see in front of you, there is a human woman 
with dark hair, uh, wearing a typical smuggler's vest. She has her legs crossed and propped up on the table. Hand drifting near her blaster pistol, but, you know, not really aggressively, just sort of out of force of habit. Across from her is a large Wookiee, mostly brown hair with red streaks. There's some kind of nut on the table. Think of a walnut, but maybe three times the size. Sure, sure, sure. He's picking them up and he's crushing them, the shells open with his hands. And then he's taking the nut, putting them in a pile, and then putting the other scraps of the shell to one corner. He doesn't seem to be eating them. He just seems to like to crush them. Huh. All right. So the woman kind of rolls her eyes over to you and doesn't really say anything. Again, being very, uh, like, sort of theatrical, he's like, he, uh, bam, throws up his hands and he's like, I would like to apologize. I, hi, I am Bam Trindo. I am sort of, I'm a bureaucratic representative here on the Haven. I, I would like to apologize. I understand that this is not what you or your crew or these soldiers, this is not the ideal situation. I'm so sorry. What is your name? I, we haven't been introduced. I'm Bam, Bam Trindo, bureaucratic representative. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and ask you to make a little role for this because sure, sure, sure. you're not really a bureaucratic representative. So this is a deception role. Okay. And it usually opposes her discipline. So that's going to be against two purple. For those of you unfamiliar with the Star Wars Fantasy Flight system, uh, there are special dice with special symbols on them. They have success, advantage, failure, and threat. These things cancel each other out. And then whatever you're left with is the result that is played into the narrative. Uh, the These are kind of defined by size and color. I tend to just reference them by color. So yellow is a super good dice. Green is a normal good dice. Purple is a normal negative dice. Uh, red is super bad. And then you have blue and black. Blue is for a positive dice that you add on when you the situation is beneficial. And black is something a negative dice you add on when there's something to this situation that is against you. So in your case, you're going to roll your uh, deception, which is what? Two yellow and a green. All right, two yellow and a green. It's just going to be against... And I believe I can remove one black dice. Oh, okay, perfect. That is what it says on my character sheet. It has a little black dice with a, with a minus mark in front of it. So I yes, think that's correct. what that means. Yes, that means if if there had been a black die, it would have been removed immediately. Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to roll that against two purple, uh, and you're two going purple. to get yes, and you're going to get a blue to this because uh, you just uh, she has no reason to not believe you. All right, so one green, two yellow, one blue, and two purple. Mm-hmm. We roll. Let's see. I got three advantages, three threats. So those cancel out. Let me just double check. Remind myself which ones. Yeah, so I got three advantages and three threats. So those cancel out. I got one success and one failure. So everything's a wash. So one failure. Uh, Okay, so it's a failure. She does not believe you. And she says, look, I don't care who you are. I want to get back on my ship and I want to get back there now. So can you make that happen or do I have to start shooting people? And as she, her temper flares, the Wookiee sort of shakes his head and she goes, I can't stand being in this small little room. Okay. um, So I think at that point he 
Bam leans forward because he senses that he senses that she is not buying this whole act. So he's going to drop it just a little bit. He mm. leans forward and says, I can't arrange for you to go back on your ship. At least I can try, but I am going to need something from you first. You see, we are stationed out here, but it's not supposed to be. There are no billboards saying that we're out here. If you catch my drift, one alternative, one alternative employed individual to another. We're not exactly advertising that the ship is here. So I would like if you if you have any insight into how you found out that the Haven was here, then I could talk to my people and see about getting you back on your ship as it would benefit all of us to have as few people here as possible. Really? Criff it all, I've been through this with that stupid fish-faced captain of yours. Your person gave me the hyperspace coordinates. I followed them. They promised me a big reward, and instead, I've been stuck in detention for three days. So, you want to know the information? You go down to that medical bay, and you ask that person how they knew. Don't be hassling me about it. I'm just the driver. And I can tell you one thing. This is the last time I'll be doing anything for the Alliance. I am sorry to hear that you, you know, you clearly you got here safely, which is great, especially out here. I will talk to my people and see about arranging for your transit off of our off of our ship. You have just the loveliest day. <laughs> uh, so and he you, like gets up leaving? and walks off uh, before you exit the room. You hear the Wookiee go. Uh, he wants more nuts. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay, perfect. Just before I get out of like earshot, yeah, I let out a Ugh, pretty specifically <laughs> so she can hear it. Okay, pretty specifically. All right, awesome. So, what's your ne- next plan of attack here? I am of two minds. I think I'm going to pull out my data pad as I walk. I'm not a hundred percent sure where I'm walking yet. Mm-hmm. But I want to flip back and forth between the data files on this cap on the captain of the ship and the the medical. The medical well, I guess the communications officer would probably be the person I would want to speak to or want to like look into. Maybe three minds. Maybe I'm of three minds because she mentioned somebody in the medical bay. So maybe I'll think about that as well. OK, you are the communications officer. Ah, yes. Got it. Right. So, uh, the, again, the options are the captain, the first officer, the security chief, or the lead technician. That seems to be where your investigation has led you so far. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look in. I want to research this captain some more, because if he was talking to these smugglers, then either he's trying to silence them, or hmm. he's also, or he's on my side. Okay. Either way, So you bring up know. the file... Okay, you, you bring up the file on uh, your captain, and her name is Dwima Maka. She is a Mon Calamari, and uh, what you do know is that Mon Calamari has recently joined openly the Alliance. They have just begun the production of the Mon Calamari Star Cruisers, which would later be the mainstay of the Alliance fleet. Uh, but their entrance into the Alliance is a bit shaky, and so... Every Mon Calamari officer is under deep scrutiny as under their performance. Uh, as far as you know, she's more of a war captain, 
She is very good at combat and battle strategies and has hated every moment of being assigned to captaining a medical frigate. She has very poor relationship with the doctors. She doesn't really understand how the doctors do their jobs. She's constantly changing how their procedures are supposed to be done in a way that makes no sense to them. And uh, she just generally does not get along with anyone else on the ship. Hmm. Yes. Yes, I think... I think I'm going to... Bam spins on his heels to Levon, who's a few paces behind, like, gives him this big, wide, Bothan smile and says, Oh, I think it's time for... I think it's time for a bit of interpersonal management. Levon, what do you say? And Levon just puts his head, robot hand, a robot head in his robot hand. And he reaches, <laughs> like, pats the blaster at his side. And is just like... Uh. As he, like, spins on his heels again and, like, just shy of skips off towards the medical bay. Okay. You head down to the medical bay where you are confronted with a gand. Uh, The gand, if you are unfamiliar, is like Zuckus. They are slightly shorter bug-type aliens. They're very, very alien in terms of the rest of the uh, galactic culture. Some things you would know is that he has to wear a breathing apparatus because uh, the homeworld of Gand is um, an ammonia-based atmosphere, and so he cannot breathe regular oxygen. Second thing that you would know is that Gand um, do not refer to themselves in the first person unless they are authorized to do so by the Grand Gand High Council. So um, they are given two names at birth. When they make an achievement in their life of some sort, they are allowed to refer them to themselves by their name. So when they're an unaccomplished Gand, they just call themselves this Gand. Uh, this particular officer apparently has made some sort of contribution to his society because he refers to himself as Hadril. And he takes a look at you and says, Ah, Hadril greets the one known as Bam. Ah, lovely to see you, Hadril. Uh, how are you? How are things? How is the medical bay? I understand it's been a bit chaotic as of late. Hadril has the situation under control. However, Hadril is slightly annoyed at the last at the lack of Bacta available today. Ah, understandable. I mean, we were not certainly not planning for this sort of influx of people, were we? And I think that, yeah, I think he's going to lean in and try to like. Uh, draw on draw on a little bit of that agitation to see if he can get something to slip, if that makes sense. Okay. So that would probably be a charm That's what roll. I'm thinking. Okay. So go ahead and roll your charm. It is going to be against two purple. Two purple. And I will give purple. you a blue because of uh, you are using the agitation against mm-hmm. him. Alright. So that's one blue, three green, two purple. Roll. I got a, a success... I got one threat. Failure and a threat. You're in a threat. Okay. I'm doing great. This uh, is great. <laughs> he can have bug-like eyes, but you're pretty sure he's somehow glaring at you. Hadril is capable of un- of dealing with all situations. Hadril is a capable medical officer. Oh, I, I, I did not mean to imply otherwise. I meant to imply that we as a crew have suffered a burden and that I personally, as the communications officer, am frustrated that... And he, like, glances both ways. He leans in. 
I'm frustrated that I wasn't the one uh, who received the call. I wasn't the one who made the call. Doesn't that seem funny to you that the communications officer isn't the one communicating? Hmm. Hadril has to agree with this assertion. Hadril wonders if there is something afoot. Oh, I perhaps, but I, you know, if there is, it will come to light soon enough. It will come to light mm. soon enough. Hadril does have a request of Bam. Oh, of course. If possible, Hadril would require you to make communication with Alliance Medical Command and request more BACTA. All 15 of these officers require deep BACTA treatment, and yet we only have sufficient BACTA for five. This seems also unlikely, as our store records had indicated that we had enough BACTA for 20 and yet, 15 units seem to be missing. Interesting. Interesting. Sure seems like something is afoot, doesn't it? I, I, I'll i put in the call. Absolutely. Post-haste. Can I ask you a favor as well? Go ahead. As you're treating these people so capably, as I'm 100% confident that you can, as only you can, I wonder if you could perhaps do me a favor and... If you hear anything about who contacted them, and he reaches for his comms, and he kind of shakes it without saying anything, and just kind of like, I'll be on the comms about. Uh, I'll be on the comms about that medical. The that back to immediately. Yes, Hadril understands and agrees. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So uh, Bam heads off. Levon hangs there for a little while, like for a minute or, or like a minute or so, just watching. Okay. Kind of studying specifically um, what Hadril or what Hadril does. Sure. Go ahead and roll a perception for Levon then, and uh, we'll just make it against two purple. One green, two purple. This is going to go great. A failure and an advantage. Okay. So as Bam is walking away, he kind of glances down at the file you have on him. You know that he's a uh, that Hadril is a brilliant xenobiologist and a medical doctor. His cultural differences kind of irk people, but he seems to be quite good at what he's doing, and he's quite good at treating every species he encounters. Gan physiology is very different from the most uh, of the general population, and yet he seems to know how to treat every alien that comes across his way. Uh, the failure here is, of course, Levon has no idea what any of this medical stuff looks like. He's good at shooting people, right. not healing. Right, right, right. The advantage here is that it seems like to him that the the damage to these individuals is not as bad as it should be to merit Bacta treatment. Huh. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's still the issue of those 15 missing pieces of backed up, but that is unusual. We'll keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out. I, I think Bam is going to head to the captain. He's going to stop partway there. Turn to... Let me, sh let me look at Levon real quick. Decide. Sure. No, I think he's going to keep Levon by his side because something is up and it could turn south at any moment. Okay. Levon, let's go talk to the captain. I'm interested to see if she has any insight from her talking to the smugglers, because something is up. 
Don't you think so? Levon relays that, like, those wounds were surface wounds. They were scratches at best. I don't know what the problem is. Whether or not that's true, Levon's a little bit of an exaggerator with this stuff. They should not need that much back, though. Curiouser and curiouser, curiouser and curiouser. If we have missing Bacta, but they don't need it, things just aren't quite adding up yet. Let's go talk to the captain. I don't believe we're I don't believe we're at the accusational phase of our investigation quite yet. <laughs> so you head over to the nearest turbo lift to make your way up to the command center. The turbo lift doors open and you see a Rodian. The Rodian has a pair of blaster pistols, and you recognize him. This is Tweeka Bulb. Tweeka is the chief of security. Uh, you glance down at your data pad real quick to refresh your memory. He's quite an accomplished ground soldier, but he's got a bad temper. So this has been a, a punishment assignment for him because he's made too many rash decisions in battle. He's got good combat instincts, but he just gets himself into too much trouble, and so he's been put here to cool off a bit. He takes a step back to allow you and uh, Levon into the turbo lift. Ah, Tweeka, it is what a wonderful what a what a day we're having, eh? Is it is it really a day we're having? I thought it was a night we're having. Day, night, the fun goes on for days, right? Just just shut up, Bam. Oh well, that, there's no need to be rude. Smearly, I actually I actually did want to speak to you. Um. Have you heard about this missing Bacta? No. What missing Bacta? Uh, I was just speaking with Hadril down in the medbay. He says there's missing Bacta. Since when? That's what he said. These these soldiers showed up and he said that there should be enough Bacta for 20 people and there's barely enough for five. What? And he didn't tell me? Why didn't he tell me? Did he tell you why he didn't tell me? No, he just said he just said there was missing Bacta and he was frustrated he asked me to make a call to medical command, which I can certainly do as communications officer. But I'm wondering. It is because mm, that Whoa, please. dirty bug faced. He doesn't trust me. He doesn't trust me. Oh, what do you mean? And I think um, I think I'm going to suggest a charm roll here as I sure. try to be the shoulder to to vent to, so to speak. <laughs> OK, uh, this is just going to be against one purple, one purple. Three green, one purple. I got four successes and two, uh, four successes and two advantages. No, three okay. successes. Three successes. No, oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. What do you- yep, four successes and two advantages. Okay, so uh, what do you say here? Why, why wouldn't he trust you? You're an accomplished soldier. You are a decorated veteran. You're a valuable part of this operation. Why would someone not trust you? I don't I don't always feel like a valuable part of this operation. I'm I'm sorry. I I've No, no, please, please tell no, please. I'm We're all we're we are all stuck out here together. Tensions are high, there's no need to hold things in. Alright, well you know what the real problem here is I tried to get permission to check out that smuggler ship, and the captain keeps stonewalling me about it. Interesting. Because you know that the captain was talking to those smugglers, right? Oh, I know. I demanded that I be part of that interrogation, and she went into that room alone, without hollow recordings, 
violating every principle of decent detective work. And what I want to do is just check over that smuggler ship. I know it's a smuggler ship. I expect to find illegal things. I don't care about the illegal things. I just want to know if they're Imperials or not. You know, if I were some sort of investigator or detective, I would be outraged at that kind of conduct. So I I feel you, my friend. I understand what you are going through. Levon, doesn't that drive you crazy? And Levon is even angrier at this than Bam, than Bam is. Levon is like, <laughs> is like his hand, his robot hand is shaking. And he's like, With no, no recordings. Oh, this is rookie. This is rookie stuff. This is, this is rookie stuff. And I think that uh, Levon and Bulb have a real moment, like a real soldier's moment. Yeah. Where they're just like, yeah, it's rookie stuff. It could be anything. Oh, it's oh, yeah. driving me crazy. Okay, so uh, you've made a new friend with Tweeka. And his, 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 your advantage is here is like, let's go talk to that captain right now and get this sorted out. Let's, let's. The more the merrier. All right. So you're on your way up and uh, you're feeling good. You know, you've got this, you got Tweeka on your side. Levon's like all hoorah about the situation. And you're about three decks away from the bridge when all of a sudden uh, the lights dim and the turbo lift comes to a sudden stop. Oh, that's a wonderful uh, sign, isn't it? Levon, uh, Levon says nothing and reaches for his gun, his blaster. And then there's a brief tone and a droid voice says, This ship is on emergency lockdown. Please do not move from your current positions. Emergency lockdown? For what? That's not good. Tweeka checks his data pad and uh, starts cursing in Hatties. This, I don't have any information about an emergency lockdown. What's going on? So briefly, Bam looks at Levon. Levon looks at Bam, and the two of them look at each other for a good a good moment. Maybe 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 a mo maybe half a second before. Tweeka would look at them and be like, what are you two like looking at? What are you two up to? And then Bam right. turns back confident, confident that, that they're on the same page. Tweeka, do you know why we're out here? What do you mean? Do you know why a medical frigate, which should be invaluable supply to ground forces, is stuck out here in wild space? Um, no. We're out here because something is up. Something is going on and... Between the missing Bacta, this security lockdown, something's not right. I'm becoming increasingly confident that we are becoming subject to some sort of imperial scheme. He immediately pulls out both blaster pistols. When I find that scummy, carking son of a poodoo, I'm going to make sure he's got a thousand holes to look through his head. Levon pulls out his blaster pistol. Make it a thousand and one. Because I only because sh- I only <laughs> shoot once. <laughs> nice. I like your droid, Bam. I like him too. Now, I don't believe we're going to find any sort of imperial loyalists on this uh, elevator. And he kind of locks eyes with Tweeka for a long, like long enough for Tweeka. To, this one, this time, Tweeka notices. I think. Uh-huh. Like he's locking a. I don't think we will. At least. Let me. Oh, let me see. No. No. Let me see what I can do about getting us off this turbo lift. 
So is there a control okay. panel or something somewhere that I can kind of like fiddle yes. with? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to fiddle Absolutely. with a control panel. Okay. Um, so it's in security lockdown. You can use a computer skill if you want to try to slice your way past the security thing. Now, um, <clears throat> I'm going to give you two options here. Okay. Well, I'll give you three options. One, you could just do the old-fashioned slicing way, uh, like you probably learned in Boffin school. Uh, secondly, you do have access codes as a communications officer, but you also have a set of access credentials as your position as a counterintelligence agent. Now, using that, you know, could be risky, because if you leave traces of that behind, the other Imperial agent on this thing might know that you're there but it would give you much greater access to the ship's controls. So there's a risk to using it, but if you need to do that, you can. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think mm -hmm. we're... I feel confident in revealing myself to Tweeka, but not confident enough to make that call just yet. Right. So I think we're going to go with option two. I'm going to put in the communications officer access codes. And see if that gets me off of the turbo lift. Ideally closer to the captain, but. Okay. So, yeah, uh, you get a message uh, as a communications officer, and it says that you're under level one security lockdown. All decks and all blast doors have been sealed for the uh, safety of all members aboard. Please wait until commando units arrive to extract you to a safer location. Oh. So, this is the highest possible security lockdown that is available on this ship. Huh, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. Things seem to be going sideways. Unless you have an access code, a security chief that can get us out here, I don't believe that traditional channels are getting us off this turbo lift. So he uh, kind of dips himself down to the, the panel, pushes a couple of keystrokes, and he starts swearing again. Ah, oh, my credentials have been revoked. I'm locked out. Okay, um, well, as security chief, I would ask you, you do me a slight favor and merely turn around so you yep. don't see what I'm about to do. <laughs> he does so. I think I'm going to try to slice our way out. Okay, and I will let you use either computers or skullduggery. Let's see what I have better. Let's see what I have better. My skullduggery is... Yep, I'm using skullduggery because I get two yellows, a green, and remove a black. Okay, that's good, because it was going to be two purple and one black, but you can take that black away. Two yellows, a green, and two purples. Two successes. The door opens. You can turn around now, friend. Uh, the ship is our playground. Ha-ha! <laughs> he leaps out into the hallway with both blasters brandished. Levon, after you. This is your specialty now, after all. <laughs> Levon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they would program a droid to chuckle, but I'm not going to argue. <laughs> There's no one in this corridor, as far as you can see. There are a couple of rooms available to enter. There's another turbo lift at the end. Um, let's head towards the other terminal. And we'll sort of peek in the rooms briefly as we're going by. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know that Levon, I'm assuming... Is it Tweeka or Twika? Am I saying it wrong? It's Tweeka. T W E. Yeah. So Tweeka. I assume yeah. Tweeka is doing the same thing. I know Levon is like 
peeking in rooms with the blaster out, like ready to fire if anything's amiss. Yeah, sure. Uh, all of these doors are locked, so uh, there's nothing really to peek into. Okay. You can see what these doors would have. Uh, you know that this was, um, well, as far as you know, deck three is supposed to be storage. Uh, that's what you memorize about the ship's schematics. So you've never actually been to deck three. Of course. Why would I go to storage? Right. But there's one door that looks unusually blast shielded. Tweeka, my friend, why would a standard storage door require this level of blast shielding? Does that seem unusual to you? It seems unusual to me. I don't know. I've never come to storage. Maybe we should start coming to storage, yeah. apparently. I guess so. Can you get in? Uh, I can certainly try. So that's going to be another Skullduggery, I assume? Yes, this one will be against three purple. Three purple. It's two yellows, green, three purple. Three successes, two threats, and a triumph. Oh, a triumph. That's always the best. Uh, okay, so the way I like to think of it for this game is uh, if you're trying to open a locked door and you use computers, it's like R2-D2 plugging in and opening the door. When you're using Skullduggery, it's like when Han Solo was on uh, the Endor base in Return of the Jedi, and he's, like, ripping wires apart. Oh, absolutely. That's 100%. And trying to rewire the thing. That's why I had him turn around, because right. it's not a pleasant... <laughs> right. So you've popped out your little multi-tool. You, you've, you're you pushing this all together. You're going to get this thing open. Uh, do you have any ideas for a triumph, or would you like me to kind of um, apply it for you? So I think that because I got the successes, that means the door opens, right? Yes. So I think that the best thing for a triumph would be, and I assume this might already be the case, but if there's something, mm -hmm. if there's something inside that can be some sort of evidence or something like that, that feels like it would be a triumph. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. So this door, the blast door split open. And the first thing you see is just a mountain of back to tanks. <laughs> just every obvious container of missing Bacta is in the first part of this room. Well, that's one mystery solved. I'd like to apologize. He gets way too into this. <laughs> uh, your threats are, is that as you start looking at this missing Bacta, you hear the, uh, well, it's Star Wars, so there's no loading sound, but the Star Wars equivalent of sure as a, a blaster rifle is pointed toward your back. Sure. So I think at that point, bam, he has a gun on him, but he's not going to reach for it. Cause he's going to, he's going to move towards some sort of cover. Levon is going uh -huh. to spin on his heels and take aim at wherever that blaster was coming from. And I don't know what tweak is going to do, but I know Levon's is going to be like, is he's got his, he's got his gun ready and aiming at somebody. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say Bam was also Bam is uh, he hears a gun cock and he his first instinct is take cover. Let Levon do what Levon does. This is Levon's. This is Levon's job now. Right. Go ahead and have Levon roll a perception. Okay. For me. It'll be two. You can have a blue because um, Tweeka is going to help you. That's one green, one blue, two purple. That's a failure, but two advantages. Okay. There's a giant, giant stormtrooper standing there. Oh. Uh, it seems to be in encased in some kind of weird medical 
um, apparatus, but it's a giant stormtrooper. Uh, that's not good. Um, so yeah, I believe. So I get two advantages, right? Yeah. Can I use one of those advantages to say that uh, Bam's plan to take cover? The Bam Bam takes cover. Um, because I can add a blue dice to a roll, so I might just do that for whatever Bam's next action is. Yeah. As Bam moves moves for cover, and Levon is like, "Oh, there's gonna be that kind of a day, one way or another." <laughs> so do you? Do you shoot? Yeah, Levon is gonna Levon is gonna open fire at the stormtrooper. Okay, so go ahead and roll it. That is uh, your, I guess, either ranged light or ranged heavy. Um, I guess if you're using a pistol, it's ranged uh, it's the light. Same one, it's the same either it's way. Short. So yeah, it's gonna be two yellow and a okay. green. Short range. So it's short range and it's just against one one, one purple. purple, two yellow, one green. Hold on, let me double check that. Two per two yellow, one green, one purple roll. A success and an advantage. You shoot the stormtrooper straight in the chest. As that happens, a, a small figure runs out from behind another stack of crates. It's um a silhouette zero size individual, so it's only about three feet tall. It looks like a space hamster wearing a lab coat. And it's going, wait, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are what are what are what are you doing? There's a stormtrooper. What should we be doing? That's not a stormtrooper. It looks like a stormtrooper. It's dressed like a stormtrooper. At a certain point, it is fair to assume that it is a stormtrooper. How many stormtroopers do you know that are seven feet tall? Not many, admittedly. Stupid droid. And you, what's your excuse? Uh, the Rodian Tweeka just kind of shrugs and looks embarrassed. Uh, I think Bam is going to step out from cover. And I think that the blue dice that I'm going to add to this roll is justified as, like, the cover that he got meant that he's, like, functional. He was re- he has at least reasonable doubt that he was involved with that, with opening fire on whatever this was. Sure, and I'll let you have a blue to whatever this next social check is, because he's basically pulling a Batman, yeah. like, boo, like, I, I'm going to scare you, and then kind of catch him off guard. Uh, this is a Drawl, by the way. Uh, drawl are super intelligent. They're from the Karelian sector, but again, they're they're small. They look like space sure, sure, sure. And he's got kind of cream-colored fur. So I am going to... Step out from the shadows and be like, everyone, everyone calm down. This has been a misunderstanding. Let's all, I'm sorry, uh, who, what is your droid designation? But whatever, whoever you are. And he like, his eyes go just wide for barely, barely perceptibly. Whoever you are, just please lower your weapon. You in the lab coat, let's be calm. We're all panicking. There's a lockdown. Let's all just figure out what is, what is going on here. And we will get to the bottom of this. Uh, I'm sorry, who are you? Uh, I am communications officer Bam Trinto. I was, quite honestly, I must admit, I've been trying to find somewhere to hide, hence the taking cover. It's a little embarrassing. I know that we should all be rah-rah military types, but um, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, who are you? I am Dr. Menta Talaric, and this is my secret laboratory. So I'm a little confused as to how you got in. It's supposed to be the most secured location on the ship. <laughs> you know what they say, uh, desperate times and all. 
he leans forward a little bit. He doesn't quite believe your story. Right. Well, in any case, now that you've ruined the blast door, I suppose I'll have to find another location to hide the project. What? Come on, help me now. I, I believe I believe that you're you're getting ahead of yourself a bit. I believe that there's a, there's the issue of explaining whatever this secret project is before any of us, admittedly strangers, move any sort of thing. <laughs> and leave on just real deadpan. Yeah, strangers. This is far above your intelligence grading. I assure you, this is the most top secret thing the Alliance has. And if you don't help me with it, it could cost us very many lives. Well, um, if you don't help me, this top secret project could fall into Imperial hands. I am, I am tired of you presuming that you understand exactly what my pay grade is. So how about you explain this project to me and I ensure that it does not end up in the hands of a moth of a moth exterminating some off some foreign world. Okay, go ahead and roll either a negotiation or a coercion. Let's see, my coercion. So I'm going to roll negotiation and try just okay. to leverage. And that'll just be against uh I'm going to try to leverage just the fact that like we're on lockdown and it's a bad situation. So Okay, great. So go ahead and give yourself a blue for that and a blue from your okay. previous advantages. And then it'll just be against two, two purple. purple. Three blue, two... There are three green, two blue, two purple. My roll is... A failure with four advantages. Okay, so since your intent was sort of like, let's drop the pretense, we're all equals here. The failure is that, no, he's still the important super genius. Be quiet, you. Uh, but your advantages will be he's going to give you some information and he's going to say, look, this is a stolen prototype or it may not even be a prototype. I'm not sure. It's a stolen weapon by the Empire. It's a converted clone droid. And we need to study it and I need to get it to a secure location before the Empire finds out that we have it. That's fair. We can certainly help with that. I. Okay. There is something I need to get to the bottom with to, to the bottom of before I so I personally am going to have to delegate this amazing opportunity. <laughs> uh, Tweeka. Right, we'll move the creepy. Do you feel comfortable moving the creepy stormtrooper storm droid? While um, do you would you like leave on or would you like him to come with me? Because I still need to talk to the captain because I suspect that she is up to something. Hmm. I'll secure this droid thing. Okay, if you can secure the droid thing, and um, Bam gives Tweeka his calm, like his personal calm. I assume he has like a personal calm and like a yeah, he has a personal calm yes. and a communications officer calm. So he gives him his personal calm. Sure. And he's like, if anything happens, call me. Understood. So he and Levon sneak off. They head towards that other terminal to get to the captains, to get to where the captain is. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to make you roll this continual skullduggery. We'll just assume that you take the time. You've done it once. You can do it again to open sure. up every single sure, sure, sure. door that you need to. Uh, you get into the turbo lift. You manage to get access to the bridge. 
you open up that door and you see just pandemonium. All the officers are running around, slamming on the computer terminals. The captain is just screaming at the top of her lungs. Get more communication cable down to the sec- to that section then. I need to have eyes and ears on what's going down down there. I No, the internal sensors are not working. That's why it's not... Hello? Ah, oh, carking hell. She turns to you. Where have you been? Ah, uh, you know, here and there, the medical bay, talking to Tweeka, talking to the smugglers. It's been a lot of things. Seems you've been doing a lot of things as well. Well, right now, we have somehow a group of enemy soldiers on board my ship, and they're taking it over section at a time. Huh, yeah, that's quite the situation, isn't it? Um, so, did you, uh, you're, I'm sorry, I... As a communications officer, this is not my specialty. You'll have to forgive me if, I'm, if I stutter just a bit. My question to you is this, if I may, as I try to figure out the best plan of action. Did you find out any information from the smugglers? I know Tweeka said you talked to them and there were no hollow recordings. So really, I just have what you have to say to go on. Why does that matter right now? People are dying down Well, yes, there. and somebody alerted those smugglers that we were here, which means somehow that information got out. I didn't make that call, which, as the communications officer, is a red flag for me. So my objective as the communications officer is to find out why that call was made without my go-ahead. I suspect that if you spoke with the smugglers, you might have some information that could be helpful to me. So it is really in both of our best interests that you... That you relay any valuable information to me as the communications officer, which I am just a communications officer. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to say it's either a negotiation or deception. I'm going to go with deception because my deception is better. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. Uh, so deception rolls against uh, Dwima's discipline. So you're going to roll against one purple and one red because she has okay. a rank. I am rolling two yellow and a green. So one yet one purple, one red. Yeah, perfect. Okay, that's that's still pretty pretty decent odds. Let's see how we do. Two successes and two advantages. Okay. Okay, I did talk to the smugglers, but they have nothing to do with what this What did situation. they have to do with? I was just trying to get something off my ship, off this ship, and back into the main galaxy, okay? That's all. It's a personal matter. It doesn't have anything to do with this. Does it have to do with a little hamster in a lab coat? She glares. How did you find that out? Communications officer. People see. People say things. I hear things. She looks at a corner of the ship, which would be, I don't know if they have this in Star Wars, but in Star Trek, there's the captain's sure, ready sure, sure. room. I'm sure, there's something to that effect. Personal quarters or whatever. There's some sort of, yeah, some sort of office, some sort of small private room, and she makes a motion with her head to follow you over there. Uh, and you, the two of you I enter. think Levon is going to stand at the Leave outside door outside. with his blaster, like, readied out. Got it. Okay, listen, you seem to be a lot smarter than your average comms officer, so I'll just level with you. I think there's a spy. A spy? On the ship. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> Spies are charlatans. <laughs> yes, and that project that you came across, it's some sort of monstrosity. 
it's half droid, but it's half clone trooper. It's, it's, it's unnerving to look at. Believe me. I don't know why they're using old clones and grafting them to cybernetics to make this beast, but look, the, the intel on it is that it took down 50 men by itself. Yes, I I can see how it would do that. So, what you were saying is that you were talking to the smugglers about getting this thing off the ship and away. Presumably with its la- with its handler. That's why I thought this ship was put in the middle of deep space. I thought we were hiding it, but I guess it's not as well hidden as I thought. So I thought if we could convince the smuggler to take the cargo without knowing what the cargo was, then maybe we could get it to safety. So is so is but she's a little bit. So is that why you? So did you promise them a reward, or did someone else promise them? Because I've heard that they were promised a reward for coming. Was that you? I would. Certainly, I'm sure the Alliance would pay them, but they don't want to take the cargo without knowing what it is. So I thought I could strong arm them by refusing them to let them leave until they agree to do it. Okay, but then this is perhaps the most important question uh, that you could answer at this moment. Did you send out the call to that smuggling ship with those 15 soldiers? No. Then... I don't know how it got here. Then, oh, Captain, my Captain, I believe that you are correct in your assumption that there is a spy on this ship. Or my name isn't Alliance Investigator Bam Trindo. <sighs> really? Why is it always hey, a boffin? Hey. I never said spy. <laughs> okay, good. At least there's someone here that knows what's going on. Okay, well, here's the situation. Those 15 soldiers that we brought aboard, apparently they were just Imperial sleeper agents or something. They attacked the medical bay first. They've been moving their way upward. We think they're trying to head toward uh, the main core to gain control of the power or maybe the direct computer core. We're not sure. The security lockdown, our slicers, we can't can't deactivate it. I don't know why it's stuck this way, but it is. So we have one of two options. We either get off the ship and let it blow up through self-destruct. Or we somehow conquer these 15... We don't hardly even have a security team right now. And where the hell is Tweak? Tweak is transporting your monstrosity to the ship. I should have specified that up front. Um, I can confirm that he's not a spy, though. Well, that's something. Um, So, I want to backtrack just a little bit, if that's all right with you, Captain. Because I believe you may have just said something important. I believe you may have just said something very important. You said that this lockdown is not something that anybody has the ability to override, or for some reason it's it's not working the way that we want it to. Right. There was a communication sent that we don't know from that somebody took control of the communications array. True. Somebody should have control over all of those things, correct? It should be me, but my well, what I mean is that somebody should either. have the ability to manage our machines, our software, our hardware, with the ability to... Right. That if they were perhaps not loyal to us, they could make moves acting as, as us. Are you suggesting Hask is involved? 
uh, Hask being the lead technician. That's certainly where my suspicions lay. Mm. You go ahead and you, you take a look at your data pad to get a brief fresher on Hask. Hask is a Trandoshan. Uh, he has a huge bounty on his head for illegal modifications and some sabotage work against the Empire and various other governmental organizations. As far as your research has shown, the only reason he joined the Rebel Alliance was to avoid getting caught by bounty hunters. It was just a place for him to lie low um, while, you know, the, the heat cooled off. See, that certainly sounds to me like somebody that could be in a position to make a desperate deal. But damn it, I think you're right. I should at least look at the file of the first officer. <laughs> it has occurred to me. <laughs> okay. You go ahead and pull up the, the first officer. His name is Farnin Aparta. Uh, he is Karelian, a human, a former Imperial officer who defected a long time ago, even before the Battle of Yavin. He's gruff. He's older, and he hates the fact that Dwima got this uh, captaincy. He's been on the ship for a very long time, uh, and he resents the fact that because the Mon Calamari just joined the Alliance and have to prove themselves, she got to have the position. Uh, This creates a lot of tension between the two of them, although a lot of the crew genuinely like him. He understands the needs of the medical officers, and uh, he's very smooth and efficient in dealing with those sort of problems. So in a lot of ways, he's the go-between between the captain and the crew, because he knows how to na- navigate those two uh, personality structures. Captain, I really suspect it's... I've got it down to either either Hask or... What was the first officer's name? I've got it down Farnan. to either Hask or Farnan, realistically. Unless unless you are bluffing me pretty well right now, which I don't believe you are. I've got it down to either Hask or Farnan. Uh, you could always roll a perception if you want. to I'm going to roll a perception. That sounds like a good idea. My perception is two yellow and a green. It's just against two purple. A failure, but a triumph. <laughs> a failure, a threat, and a triumph. A failure, threat, and a triumph. My favorite roll. So it's my favorite role because the thing you want, you can't have, but you get to have something really awesome instead. So you do not know whether or not Dwema is lying to you. However, what is the awesome thing I would like, and I can't know if she's being honest with me, she could be playing me. I am fully prepared to be played right, right now. But, she, but uh-huh. I want her to be certain with the information that I've... Pres- Presented to her as an investigator. I want her to be certain as to which of the two people it is. Okay. That is, so I can't know if she's being honest, but she knows, she knows who did it, unless it was her. (laughs) Farnan has better access to the computers, but I think he loves this ship more than he loves anything else. It's gotta be Hask. If the Imperials were gonna buy someone off... He's in a position to make a deal... And he has access to those machine to those like machines on a practical level. Plus, Farnan is a, as a as a and as a defecting imperial. It, even even if he were to come back, his head would be on a platter. Exactly. So I'm thinking Hask is the one to speak to. So I think if we can get Hask, if we can track down Hask, 
at least we can move to what we can we can gain back our ships defense like our security systems rally the troops and take out these so and so's all right well unfortunately hask is on the lower levels beyond where the troops have taken control if he's part of their team and he's probably moving up along with them trying to get access to the the central core and the central computer systems you're going to have to head back down unless well there's another Which option is? well you could take another ship and fly it along the outside dock it to one of the exterior couplings near closer to where you need to be but that means you're going to have to convince the smuggler to do that well you know what they say desperate times <laughs> <laughs> I think he makes uh, uh, he he pats Levon on the shoulder as he walks out of the room. He turns back. If you can get a hold of Farnan, he's going to be the one you're going to want to talk. Talk to Farnan. Talk to everybody on the ground. Everyone needs to take arms. This is a, this is not this is the time for hiding is past. We need to do as much fighting as we can do. Oh right. Levon is so hopping we're, we're up and down at the phrase, the time for fighting is now. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're sort of at a point here where um, we're splitting the party. Um, and it's great. I would love for you to get into a little bit of combat. So which do you want to do first? Should we focus on Levon or follow Bam on his way to the smuggler? I think I'd like to follow Bam because I'm pretty sure levon is enough of a talker that i'm not particularly worried about him if that makes sense okay i think he can eventually accumulate the successes he needs to get his job done so this will be our big final fight as he preps the smuggler to do what he needs to do okay bam uh makes his way back down with the turbo lift controls back to the waiting room slash cafeteria slash detention center from earlier uh the scene is a little bit unnerving, only because the guard that you saw from before is now dead sure. on the ground. There are blaster marks all along the hallway. The door to that cafeteria mess hall thing is now shut and sealed. Okay. Is the smuggler still there? Uh, if she is, she is going to be on the other side of that okay. door. I'm going to go ahead and make um, a skullduggery just to rip the wires out of that door go ahead and roll it just for the sake of of me knowing the results you can do it against uh one because at this point oh yeah we're we're panning over and following levon aren't we that's right i forgot about that Mm -hmm. right that's right yeah i'll roll and then we'll so that's uh my his skullduggery is two yellow a green and he removes a black oh i didn't actually roll any purple dice on that one tuple uh, just one. Two successes and an advantage. All right, perfect. Uh, meanwhile, the the screen swipes from lower left to lower oh, right. Oh, I have a I have a good and you I have see a good Levon. closing a good closing shot before the uh, swipe if that's all right. I think oh, that the door opens. He rips out the wires. The door opens, um, and it's just a shot from the other. Like it's a shot of Levon with the like opening the door. Levon's there. He puts out it or not Levon. Bam is there. He puts out his hand and he's like. Bam Trendo, Bothan Investigator. I don't believe we've been introduced. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then you have the swipe. Yeah. So then the swipe over. Now we're at Levon. Uh, it's 
so now you you have Levon, and he's got with him four of those, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rebel troopers from the beginning yeah, 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 of yeah. episode four with the goofy egg ha- helmets. And they're taking their usual side positions. They know that the troops are going to come through this next blast door. And you can already see the white, hot, and red glowing heat as the whatever cutter they're using is cutting through the shielding of that door. So um, if you want, you can roll a leadership check here. Uh, Not much. He's got got one green, but I'll make the roll anyway. Or leadership or maybe warfare. Do you have anything in warfare? Uh, He has a yellow, so that's good. All right, go ahead and roll Warfare, yellow. We'll just make it against one so you have at least even. Uh, wash. Okay. <laughs> He's, Levon's just like, uh, wherever you're standing's fine. Levon Let's is more go. concerned with Let's taking him himself than I think he is like. So he's not actually saying anything. He got this whole speech from right. Bam and then just went down and the guards were there and he just looked around and went, <laughs> like shrugged and then just pointed the gun forward. So he's just like, Oh, cool. right, this whatever. is where the fighting is. <laughs> right. Uh, is he taking any cover? Like, is he leaning against the side or is he just sort of standing there like, I'm going to take you down? He is. So he's got the four guys all along the side. I think he is going to yeah. be behind all four of them, but not necessarily taking cover. Like, he is trying to create. I guess, like, uh, trying to, like, seal off the wall, so to speak. So they're creating a U right. with the five of them. Perfect. Okay, so let's go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, initiative rolls in this uh, system is, since you are prepared for the battle, you may either roll cool or vigilance against nothing. I'm going to roll vigilance roll because my vigilance is better. So that's two green. Success. Okay. And would you also roll the same roll, the two green, for the soldiers that you're with? Success and advantage. Okay, and then the enemy rolls. Success, two advantages. So uh, the door explodes and the Imperial troopers slash former patients rush through the door and they get to attack first. So the first thing they will do is just take aim at the soldiers right in front of them and they will go ahead and open fire so in this case, uh, they have, it's upgraded three times. So it's two yellow and a green for ranged heavy. And it's short range, so it's only against one purple. The rebel troops are in slight cover, so there's a black to it. And so that um, helps them have a little bit of defense. And so here they go. Ooh, two successes and an advantage. So that is 10 damage minus soak is three seven so just right off the bat the whole door explodes and these imperials gun down one of your troops just immediately All right. another one takes a blaster bolt to the shoulder and grunts and groans but he seems to be up still so you've got three troops left uh order of initiative indicates that it is the troops turn you may control them as a group so what um i think they are shooting off purely like just firing just fire returning fire exactly as they were fired upon okay so just sort of willy-nilly okay so you're going to use their you can roll this for me it is two yellow against one purple two successes and an advantage all right so that is 10 11 so much in the same way, one of your troops died, one of their troops died. 
pretty much immediately on the initial rush in. One is also hit on the leg, but they're still pushing forward. It's now Levon's turn. Uh, as his movement or his movement, he's gonna um, or his maneuver, he's gonna take cover. He's going to now that the okay. one one guy is down, he's gonna move into a covered position to sort of like re reconfigure tactic like a tactically sound position, and he is then going to open fire with his blaster. Right. Now rolling two yellows and a green versus one, one success and a threat. Okay, so for the threat, go ahead and take a strain. One strain. So you do seven damage minus soak is four. So you finish off the guy who was shot in the leg. Um, I think he takes, uh, the soldier takes the shot in the leg. He goes down briefly and Levon sees that point, sees that like his head turns pistol out right between the eyes. <laughs> Perfect. The Imperials can keep continue to shoot. Uh, they are now, they've lost momentum now that two of them are down. And so the last two continue to fire, but they're not really sure where to shoot. Do they shoot the weird droid? Do they shoot the, the egg helmeted soldiers and they miss entirely? Um, go ahead and roll the same check for the uh, success. The Alliance troopers return fire. Okay, they kill another one, and there's only Levon one left. Takes as aim Levon and fires. takes aim and He scores three successes, two advantages, and a triumph. Oh, man. Yeah, right? Well, you'd had that one earlier. <laughs> uh, so the last guy dies. Okay. Um, and the triumph, I'm going to say, is that you realize, of course, that beside you is a perfectly functional Alliance blaster rifle, which does a lot more damage. Yep. So you go ahead and just swap that out. Um, you pick up that rifle, and uh, you see in front of you, there are more troops, but you also see one female trooper who is standing in the back and is very clearly the one in command. Okay. And uh, she she says, which one of you is in charge? Levon looks around, and none of them raise their hand. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? I am in charge. And he's got the blaster rifle pointed at the commanding officer. Droid, surrender the ship. Lay down your weapons and you'll be given a fair trial in the Imperial Court. Counter proposal. And then he opens fire. (laughs) Okay, go ahead and uh, roll that then. It's going to be the same check you just did. Two successes, two advantages, and a triumph. (laughs) Levon's not messing around. Okay, he is certainly not. Um... Okay, so for those of you unfamiliar with the game, uh, the the enemies are categorized in three levels. There are minions, which are just the guys you plow through. There are rivals, which are slightly stronger enemies. And then there are nemeses, which are much stronger enemies. This uh, leader isn't rival. And so because you roll a triumph, you can, if you want, roll on the critical table. All right, so you're going to hit that button that says percentile. 92. Levon don't mess around. That is a great hit. (laughs) He does not. So you hit this uh, officer, and the critical rating for 92 is called at the brink, which means this target suffers one strain each time they perform an action. Um, Rivals do not have a strain, so that means she will suffer a wound every time she does anything. So describe where you hit her with the blaster rifle that is so painful and damaging that even just walking is going to injure just her. Just kneecap, just out, just is missing now. 
Yeah, it's almost as if you're surprised her leg is still even attached to the rest of her body. She slumps forward and lets out a horrible scream. Both troopers start uh, firing again. And we go ahead and swipe back down to BAM. You held out your hand, introduced yourself. The Wookiee <laughs> threw a handful of nuts at you. Bam Trindo. Bam Trindo. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and he hasn't, he doesn't move. Like the important thing is his hand is still extended and like the nuts just hit him <laughs> in the face and they fall down and he's just like locked in. <laughs> the smuggler has her blaster out and she goes, I am here because there is a, uh, because we need you to transport a thing off of this ship so it doesn't fall into the hands of the Empire. I real, I know. Not I know. again. I know. But this is no longer a sight unseen deal. Rather by necessity because the car goes out and about now. So we need you to take it. Fine. It's going to be double the usual price. I'm sure the Alliance would be happy to provide you whatever price you needed to take this cargo. Uh-huh. And what by what authority do you have on that? Because you know how many times I've heard, I'm sure the Alliance will be happy to, and then you I got nothing. can tell whoever your Alliance contact is. I'm sure you have one. I'm sure all the smugglers have one. Tell them Bam Trendo said give you whatever your asking price is. All right, fine. She puts her blaster away. How are we going to get to the ship during this lockdown, though? Do you have a way around that? He kind of flips um, whatever, like, chip or card has his access, his, like, Bam Trindo Bothan investigator credentials on it. Yeah, I've got a way around. Uh Uh-huh. All right, let's go, Joe. My name's uh, Zap, by the way. Zap Vaporator. That's Joe. It is a pleasure to meet the both of you. I'm rather glad we can meet under these terms and not, you know, any All other right. terms, because this is kind of my element. Stop. Just stop. Just stop talking. Just he does not walking. stop talking. Get this done. <laughs> you chat with her the entire way back into the turbo lift. Uh, and you head over toward the airlock ring. Um, this ship has been docked from the neck of the long Nebulan B frigate, just like it was in the end of Empire Strikes Back sure. where the Falcon is docked in. Uh, but as you approach, okay. you can see... Well, roll me a perception. Pretty good. Against... Two, so it's uh, two yellow two. and green, and I got a blue. Two yellow. One green. Two purple. Two successes and a threat. Okay. You know that there are definitely going to be guards at this point. You can tell just from the way that the blaster scores are on the wall that whoever was already guarding the ship is probably dead. You also, the threat here is that there is no cover in this last part of the corridor, that they're going to see you no matter what. So, Zap, um, so you and your you and your, your crew, your crewmate... How are you with a gun? Zhao, uh, the Wookiee pulls out a bowcaster. I think the three of us are going to get along famously. And he flips out his tiny little, like, whatever sporting pistol I think he has. <laughs> the holdout blaster? Really? You brought that? Yes. Well, it's, you know, it's not much, but it'll 
You'll do in a pinch. She reaches into her boot and pulls out a vibro blade and slaps it in your other hand. You'd probably have a better chance stabbing them and hitting them with that stupid thing. You really can't a real blaster. You're well, an intelligence I usually have agent. a Come droid. On. We have all we have a good thing. Go- you know what? I don't need to. I don't need this. I'm pretty good <laughs> with my blaster. I'm going to keep my blaster after you. Thank Fine. you for not using Joe, the word spy. The Wookiee charges. For- you know who says spy? People that get caught. <laughs> How do you get your job done with all this talking? Talking is my job. Never mind. Let's go. go. Walk. All right. Uh, yep. We cut back to Levon. At this point, just for the sake of cinematic awesomeness, uh, I'm going to say all the Imperial troops, but also all sure. the rebels are dead. And it's just down to the two of them. Sure. Levon is has not changed his position from when he shot out um, the Imperial officer's knee. Nice. She rolled into cover, and she's not in great shape. She didn't take any more damage, but she was kind of hoping the rest of her troops would be able to to deal with it, and apparently they have not been able to. So she knows the droid's still up. This is your last chance, droid. I could get your memory wiped, have you reprogrammed to be the senator's personal bodyguard, or maybe even a supplementary assassin droid for the emperor himself. Yeah, your negotiation didn't work great last time. Really feel, feel like the, the situation has changed that much. I'm good. Fine. All right. Would you please roll your vigilance yep. again? Levon's vigilance is two green. A success with two advantages. All right. She rolled three successes, one advantage, which means she gets to go Okay. First. She uh, stumbles her way out, of course, inflicting a wound on herself as she does. Draws her heavy blaster pistol, takes aim, and shoots. So her check here is actually... And I'm sorry, you said you were in cover, correct? Okay, so you still have a black for defense. Oh, this is not good for you. She lands a success, an advantage, and a triumph. So your damage you are taking is eight damage minus your soak. My soak is four, so I take four damage. Yeah, so you're going to put that under your wound side. Okay, I've got 11 wound left. 11 wound, 11 strain. Okay, and, and I'm going to go ahead and roll the critical die here. So, let's see. I'm going to use my triumph to crit. I rolled a 53, which is a fearsome wound. So, it increases the difficulty of all presence and willpower checks until the end of the encounter. All right. This probably won't affect anything since this is not a social environment. Basically, she shoots you right in the face and your cute little E.T. head gets partially melted. Mm -hmm. And now your droid face looks like the nightmare of a child um, who has a beloved robot toy. I think even maybe one photoreceptor, one of the eyes is kind of hanging by a wire. I'm visualizing like... Little ET head, but with Terminator, with like the Terminator, the T one thousand. Yeah, exactly. It's just you're hideous. Not that it matters in a firefight, but you're still hideous. So for my maneuver, can All I take right, aim? I, is that how does that that just adds a blue die? Is that it? Yes, that is what that. So does. I'm going to take aim, add a blue die to my roll, and open fire, and just say, uh, "That was a mistake. I apology accepted." And then he's going to open fire. Same same range and everything. Uh, yeah. A failure, but one, two, three, four, five advantages. Oh, I hate this roll. <laughs> okay. You can't hit her, but you can do a lot of awesome things. So for me, I tend to translate 
five advantages can be the same essentially as a triumph if you would like. So something really awesome can happen right now. Um, I'm going to say he and tell me if this is too much. Sure. But if this was supposed to be the same as a, but I'm going to say he misses her. But and it's not necessarily like a lethal thing. Mm-hmm. But t- what if he were to shoot over her shoulder? Because wasn't Hask supposed to be with them somewhere in the area or something? Presumably, yeah. So can we say that Hask is with them and that he shoots Hask in the shoulder? <laughs> sure. Oh, you know what? We never rolled force we didn't. points. We'll roll that right now. It's two. I can roll two, right? It's roll three. three. Because two is too few, yeah. I got a bunch of extra. I got uh, five light side. Oh, snap. One, two, three, four, five. That's really embarrassing. I can't believe I went this far without That's all good. Okay, yeah. So um, we'll go ahead and we'll just flip one of these light side points to to indicate Hask's presence. Yeah, so I think that the Um, five advantages will be that Hask has been, like, hiding out. And Levon is, like, he's like... I'm sorry to have to do this, but and then he turns and he shoots Hask right in the shoulder. I think. Well, here's what I here's how I think this is gonna this plays okay. out. He's his intent is to shoot the officer, okay. but his damage photoreceptor is has influences aiming, and he's not okay. aware of it yet. So he shoots and he misses. But Hask was behind him working on a panel. That bolt hits the panel, and a huge arc of electricity just roars through his body, and you hear ha and he falls to the ground perfect i love that yeah so that's exactly what happens (laughs) all right she does not care what happens to her stupid trandoshan so she just goes ahead and fires again uh it's a failure but an advantage um i'm going to use the advantage to not have her inflict a wound from that That makes sense so it's it's back to you takes aim and fires three successes and three advantages how do you kill her? I think that he he opens fire. The thing explodes. He like takes a step back and he's like, oh, 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 my eye is missing. I'm missing an eye. Oh, I'm missing an eye. Oh, yeah, I can. I can shoot one one eyed before. And like he points at her and he's like, this is your final offer. It doesn't have to end this way. And I assume that she does something like spit at him. I, I think she tries to shoot him first. And then, of course, he's got droid speed, and that's... And he's already, like, taken aim at her, so she, like, gar- tries to go for the gun, yeah. and he just shrugs, his finger squeezes the trigger. Uh, meanwhile, over at BAM, um, since we did a nice little bit of combat, we just cut to the scene, and uh, you see the, the Wookiees are, has grabbed the two guys and just bashed their heads together. I really like your style. The Wookiee shrugs. Uh, And uh, they open up the hatch. You enter a YV-929 Karelian heavy heavy transport freighter. Uh, They look essentially like a flying brick. um, And they're very heavily armored for this, for the, they're very heavily armored because they're, they usually are employed for dangerous transport work. And, And she says, welcome aboard the Spice Wolf. And, uh, motions for you to enter the cockpit he does and i think at this point since you already caught hask uh there's there's really not much left to do yeah. uh you yeah i'm feeling feeling pretty I, good I, think... I feel like he sits down the door like they we pan over he, he sits down he gets a call on the comm 
from Levon. He's like, hey, I got Hask. He was here. I got him. We're all good. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Excellent. Exemplary work, Levon. I am going to. I'm missing an eye. Well, we'll get that repaired. First things first. And then I am going to get you the upgrade of your choice. Anything you want. I want an eye. <laughs> we'll get that repaired and then an upgrade on top of that. Well, you know what? We'll talk. We'll talk later. They have, uh, we've caught our spy, so we can take our time. We can do this leisurely. So you you make contact with the captain, and the captain, of course, does not yet have control of the rest of the ship. So she says, look, just continue on loading the project onto the, to the smuggler ship because this is too dangerous. I, I can't let this go into the wrong hands. So you go ahead, you meet Tweeka at one of the secondary cargo bays. You guys load up the the uh, the clone, the well the clone droid onto the onto the spice wolf. Tweeka goes aboard, Levon goes aboard, everyone goes aboard, and you're gonna just fly the ship to a safe distance while they try to maintain, uh, while they try to regain control of the frigate. Yep. And of course, I'm gonna flip my only dark side since that's the only one I have. Everything looks like it all worked out. And of course, the frigate explodes in a cacophony of plasma and debris. And you stare out the front cockpit watching as, even though you succeeded in your mission, you have also failed. And now you're stuck aboard a smuggler ship with a slightly unhinged security officer, a strange little drawls mad scientist, your trusty droid, and some sort of imperial monstrosity. And then it goes boom da 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 Perfect. That was so good. That was so much fun. That was amazing. You I love Bam Trindo. Oh, I like them. He took on a different character than I thought he was going to he turned into a different person, but that's what I like about role playing games is you can you can think that you're yes. going to end up in one place and go in an entirely different direction. Absolutely. And Levon, uh, I've never seen a oh, droid be cool. so badass before. He doesn't play he's around. Just... No, he does. He certainly does not. And those are some... He did real well. I was I was very excited. Oh, that was great. Chris, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Um, so real quick, before we end the show, why don't you run through uh, where people can find you online? Sure. Um, so you can search for our show, Silhouette Zero, on iTunes, uh, or we're also at Podbean. Uh, the web address for that is sil0, S-I-L-Z-E-R-O dot Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com. Uh, and then, you know, we're also on Reddit at sil0chris is my username. Or Twitter, I'm on Twitter a lot. My uh, name is at sil0chris, S-I-L-Z-E-R-O again. And then uh, the player for our game, my brother Matt, is at sil0matt. Again, S-I-L-Z-E-R-O and then M-A-T-T. Perfect. Awesome. I absolutely check out Silhouette Zero. It's great. This was super fun. Thank you so much for coming on Party of One. I am going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. Thanks again to Chris for coming on the show. I loved that. Be sure to check out Silhouette Zero, whether you love Star Wars or are curious about duet play in a campaign setting, or you just enjoy super fun podcasts and natural chemistry between hosts. You won't regret it. A link to the show can be found in the show notes. Also, be sure to follow Chris on Twitter at SilZeroChris. And while you're on Twitter, follow Party of One at Party of One Pod. 
then like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. And if you loved the show, consider telling a friend. Social media shoutouts, word-of-mouth recommendations, and iTunes reviews help the show do bigger, better, and cooler things and are deeply appreciated. Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. This episode edited by Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. Until next time, party people, thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always.